This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What's happening, Who Killed listeners? This is Bill Huffman, your host and producer. I've got a new show from Wondry I think you guys might be very interested in listening to. Meet Molly. She's 38, recently single, in the midst of a sexual renaissance. And she was recently diagnosed with stage 4 breast cancer. And then there's Nikki, Molly's best friend, and her co-host of their groundbreaking podcast, Dying for Sex. Nikki and Molly are busy writing the next chapter in a remarkable story of a decades-long friendship. In this new six-part miniseries, Nikki and Molly recount her momentous and most outrageous sexual escapades, as only best friends can. From Wondery, Dying for Sex is about lust, love, and exploring relationships. But it's also a story about friendship, self-discovery, and making the most out of every moment in your life. You're about to hear a preview of Wondery's Dying for Sex. While you're listening, make sure to subscribe to Dying for Sex and other great shows from Wondery on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. A quick note before we start. In case the title doesn't give it away, this podcast has a lot of frank talk about sex. So let's backtrack and go to where your health was during the time of the story that we're going to tell. So I had just gone, traveled to New York. So um, I had flown to New York and back, which completely decimated my immune system. I had had a stressful trip. You were there. (laughs) My best friend Molly and I can talk about anything, anywhere. Today, we're in a small, cramped recording studio in West L.A. It has scuffed white walls, a couple of beat-up office chairs. Molly looks completely out of place. Short blonde hair, blue eyes, and flawless skin. And she's wearing a skimpy tank top and tight black jeans. Someone would never even guess she was sick. But she is. So I came back and I had an entire, like, list of that happened to me, health-wise. Um, I was hospitalized because I couldn't keep food in. So I was like Ugh. hospitalized and sick. Well, and, can you like, even stop oh. complaining? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Such a complainer. <laughs> exactly. I still managed to drive everywhere. That was too much. I think they call that gallows humor. I'm not saying. I know. I shouldn't even say that. Molly and I use it a lot. They say laughter is the best medicine and all that. We've cried together a lot too. But when Molly learned she was terminal, she made a decision. If she only had a few years to live, she was going to experience life in a completely new way. And it was going to be epic. Okay, three, two. You're listening to Dying for Sex. I'm Molly. I'm 44 and I have stage four breast cancer. Um, Technically, I'm dying, but aren't we all? I'm Nikki. My best friend in the world. Yeah, we've known each other for like 20 years. And you know everything I've been going through in that time. Getting diagnosed as terminal, leaving my husband, starting to have sexual escapades to feel alive. And let me tell you, these sex stories, they are so damn interesting that we had to make a podcast about it. And about our friendship. Yes, about our friendship. Do you know that our friendship has given me so much meaning in the face of all of this? You are actually uh, one of the people that makes me want to continue to live. Oh, 
I love that. Yeah. I love you. Hello, everyone. My name is Tom Kearns, and I host the Anglo-Saxon England podcast, where I cover the history and culture of England from the departure of the Romans in the 5th century to the Norman Conquest in 1066. So far, we've surveyed the collapse of Roman rule in Britain, the migration of the Anglo-Saxons, and the history of Northumbria from its beginnings in the mists of legend to its destruction at the hands of Viking raiders in the 9th century. I hope you'll come and give it a go. Okay, let's get back to the sex. Okay. <laughs> Can I ask you this? Yeah. When, in God's name, did you have time in all of this yeah. to have a sexual awakening? How did that happen for you? Okay, well, um, you kind of have to rewind. So, like, so after I had the surgeries and the radiation, I was on this hormone therapy, which is supposed to kind of squash your libido, but it had the opposite reaction. Like, I was horny all the time. Like, I felt like a teenager. And I don't know what happens. Like, but all of a sudden I was like, I just need sex everywhere. <laughs> Our lives were so different. It's crazy when I think about it. I had a boyfriend and two stepkids. While I was at home making avocado toast, Molly was dealing with cancer meds and having a full-on sexual awakening. I started to learn my body and, like, stuff that I hadn't... I mean, it was always a sexual person, but, like, you know, whatever. And, um... At the same time, I had found this app, which was kind of like an innocent app. It was called FaceFeed. You would take a picture of yourself, write a message, and you would, like, send it to somebody that you wanted to talk to, okay. like, anywhere in the world. And then they would respond with a selfie. It was all selfie-based. But, you know, sometimes the pictures would start to get a little bit racy. Oh. And the thing was, like, like I was taking these pictures, and then people, like, men would tell me that I was attractive, and I was, like... And it felt like I just really needed it, yeah. you know? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so like, so there was one kid that I was talking to. I want to say he was from Italy or something. Uh, anyway. Um, Let's call him Vincenzo. I like it. I like giving names. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, you're good at that. You're good know, at that. I love it. Okay. So Vincenzo was like, hey, uh, you want to migrate to Snapchat? And I was like, what the f*** is Snapchat? <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, oh, okay. Give me, give me a few minutes to download this thing. <laughs> What's my password? Exactly. So then where did it go? Like, where this was, was this like your first? So Vincenzo and I was, he was like showing me how to do the Snapchat thing. And like, you know, Vincenzo was great. He was like turning all of his stuff into black and white with these filters. And I was like, <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm on my bath mat with like terrible lighting, you know, gyrating on the, at the phone. And like, I have no idea what I'm doing. But it was fantastic. So it wait, was like, were you, you having know, like Snapchat sex? Yeah, it was like, it was basically Snapchat sex. I'm, I, I've never done that. I didn't know it existed, yeah, but I guess. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it must. What's going on with the husband in this situation? Yeah. Like, yeah, where yeah. does he fall on this? And yeah. Yeah. So he came home, and I was, like, radiant, you know? I was like, <laughs> He's like you look, he looks so you pleased. You look kind of amazing. <laughs> I was just like, my body had gotten what it needed, but I was also, like, filled with anxiety because I was like, oh, my God, does this make me a cheater? Because, like... I'm not a cheater. I'd never cheated on somebody in my whole life. Like, I was very loyal, but, like, you know, I was torn because this is something that I really, really needed. And it was, um, you know, so it filled something, but at the same time, like, mm. ah, what Caused have I done? a whole new lump of, like, anxiety for you. It did. So yeah. it was, like, his first night back, we're lying in bed, and I'm sitting there, like, my eyes are wide open in the dark, and I just, my heart is racing, and I confess, and I tell him what happened. And his reaction was... So 
So when the scammer uses the hypnotic method of building rapport, then they create dysfunctional, delusional reality. That's how a scam begins, convincing the mark that it makes perfect sense to hand over their money to a con artist. The Scams and Cons podcast tells you how scams are run. You'll hear how people are convinced to buy fake art, buy machines that print money, or steal your house. I get a phone call from my wife, and she let me know that they had decided to move all our stuff out. I can no longer do anything about it except go through an eviction. And you'll hear it from the experts, people who run the cons. So we go to your bank, you go in and get 6000 cash, give us each 3000 we give you this. Uh-huh. You go home, and what you find out is cut up newspaper. It's fun to know how the trick is done, and that's what Scams and Cons is all about. Listen at scamsandcons.com or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hi, I'm Sean McCabe. And I'm Carrie McCabe. We are, well, married, obviously, (laughs) but we're also obsessed with the darker side of things. True crime stories, alien abductions, poltergeists. If it leaves you scratching your head and keeping those lights on at night, we want to hear about it. That's why we host the podcast Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie. Every week, we bring our listeners a true story guaranteed to send chills down your spine, from history's most brutal serial killers to the mystery of spontaneous human combustion. Yep, lots of these stories leave unanswered questions behind, and you'll get to poke through the rubble of the evidence with a hardened skeptic and... Someone whose mind is more open to fun. Yeah, that's what I was going to (laughs) say. You can find Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie wherever you get your podcasts, and on social media at Ain't It Scary. Come play with us.